Hello and welcome to another special episode of AFI's Cover 7 Podcast. I'm here with Daniel McKenzie. How you doing, Daniel? I'm great. How are you? I'm also doing great. Uh, I think we had a great time at the NFL International Combine, where we were both very busy. Daniel, uh, this was your second time uh, at the event. You're kind of a, a known guy around there now, a veteran of the event, I would say. Uh, what was number two like compared to uh, your first time? It was different. It was different. Um, I felt like the first one got a lot more media buzz. Um, the second one, this one, had a lot more specialized uh, media um, services there, I guess. Uh, people who knew the players last year was like kind of, like, kind of mainstream news um, uh, outlets there who didn't know much about football, but they knew something was going on. But the player quality, I felt, this year was higher. I felt there was a higher standard. There was a few standouts last year, but this year had a higher standard. Um, it was more international in scope. Last year was a kind of Euro-centric. This year is more, way more international in scope for, them, for the Pacific Islanders and for the uh, West Africans. Um, but great event all round, always well ran, um, really enjoyable to be there, and the guys who attended did a great job. Absolutely. So just as a reminder, if uh, you aren't caught up on this, these players were trying out for the NFL's International Pathway Player Program. Um, of this group of 44 guys, the NFL will select 10 to 15 and, and take them to Arizona, where they will train and hopefully be allocated to a NFL division. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we've seen some players come out of this, like Jordan Mailata, like F.A. Obata, um, like Jacob Johnson. So uh, I think we saw some future ballers out there uh, on Tuesday. Who were some guys that stood out for you, Daniel? Uh, there's a couple of guys. I think the, the DBs for me um, was a really impressive group. Um, they had two Nigerians, uh, Paul and Emmanuel, um, and then a uh, French uh, DB called uh, Kevin Forte, who you'll probably know if you watch European football. Kevin Forte played for Hamburg. Sea Devils most recently, um, they unfortunately lost in the Elf final, European League of Football final, um, to the Vienna Vikings. But he's a great player. He's been playing football for a while, and his pedigree and his experience within Europe really, really stood out. Um, he's very fluid hips, the way he moved, the way he changed direction, um, great hands, um, low, uh, low pad level. Yeah, just, just he just looked really good out there. Um, I think there's, there's, there's no doubt that players will be watching, that coaches, uh, scouts, sorry, will be watching him. Uh, for um, Paul and Emmanuel, the two uh, West African Nigerian DBs that came via Uprise um, and NFL Africa of Osu Manura, they showed some raw athleticism. I think Emmanuel had the highest foot of around 40 inches. Um, Paul had uh, 38 inches just behind that and ran a 4.5. Uh, both very raw athletes. You could tell they hadn't played football for too long, but still, for the length of time they had played, they were very athletic and um, very fluid in their movements. So yeah, I think it's a it's a really good, um, a really good group and, and really promising because we really haven't seen much outside of Marcel Dabo from last year in, in the way of DBs. It's always been those bigger bodies, those D line, those offensive linemen, tight ends maybe, and so it's good to get some of the more skill positions in there. Absolutely. Uh, we actually caught up with Kevin Forte after the NFL Combine. Hey, Kevin, so you played two weeks ago in the ELF final. What was your preparation like for today? To be honest, like, I went to the gym, like, some few days, like, three, four days a week. But, like, I'm trying to do, like, exercise for the technique, for the 40 yard dash, bench, vertical. So, like, yeah, I, got, I do my best, but, like, 
I'm not really satisfied on myself, but that was good. Well, you look good in the drills, and a guy like you who's played around Europe for a while, what did it mean to get the invite to come to London and prepare for the NFL? First of all, it's like it's very, very good for me. Like I'm proud of myself. Like I'm here for my family, my mom, my sister, for myself too. And then, yeah, like you say, like for all the skills, drills, like I'm really, I'm pretty proud of myself because I'm not like an NFL player right now, but like. I'm gonna keep going, working out, like some shit. You know, like, yeah, it's good. Sounds good. And um, you're one of, I think, four French players here. What does it feel like to represent France? Oof. For represent France, it's like it's. I don't know. Like for me, it's like a big opportunity to play in ELF, to be here, and yeah, represent the France, represent my my teammate in ELF, my teammate in France. Like I think so. They're gonna be proud of me, but like yeah. I'm really proud. I'm really proud. Very cool. And uh, what did you think of the latest news from Paris joining the ELF? <laughs> what can I say? Like, I hope I hope there's gonna be a pretty good team because we got a lot of athletes in France, and maybe I'm gonna be part of them. But like, I don't know. The, I, don't, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank Kevin. you so much. Yeah, and I think Kevin just stands a really good chance um, of, of making it to Arizona at least. Um, it'll be whether the, the scouts see him as a developmental prospect um, because he's been playing in Europe uh, for a while or they see him as maybe a finished product and I think that might play heavy on the scouts' decisions. Um, but who did you like, Alex? Uh, one guy that um, I really liked was Ricky Matsui from Japan. Um, he was the only Japanese player invited um, and uh, he really stood out. Um, you know, he's tried out for the CFL Combine before and um, had mixed results, didn't make the CFL, obviously, otherwise he wouldn't be here. But um, a guy like that, he has a great football pedigree coming from a high level of football in Japan. He was his team's leading receiver. His team was undefeated with the Fujitsu Frontiers, and he won MVP of the championship, the Rice Bowl in Japan, which is what a lot of people think is the third best league in the world. Um, however, you want a guy like that, you wonder, how does he test? Is he fast enough? Does he jump high enough? Is he explosive? Is he an athlete for the NFL level? And Ricky answered that question with a resounding yes. He ran a 4-4-1 40-yard dash, the fastest of anyone at the combine. And he jumped well. His hands were good. He ran crisp routes. Um, the guys we talked to said he knew football. Um, and he also had the fastest shuttle with a 4-1 shuttle. That is uh, pretty elite testing. Um, size, to back it up as well, 6-2. Looks a little bit skinny. Might need to uh, get a little, little nutrition program when he gets to Arizona. But um, I think definitely he's a prospect with that uh, coaches would like to work with. 100%. Um, and I think after Omi from last year, the other Japanese receiver who made it, some people were disappointed. I think Omi was a great player. And I think he showed that um, in Japan. But maybe the translation to the European and the North Af North American game, where it's a bit more physical, perhaps. Um, there were questions um, asked of the Japanese league. But I think um, Matsui also answered those questions, as you said. But one concern may be a language barrier. And it's just an unfortunate truth that maybe if you're trying to coach someone who doesn't speak your language, it's going to be tough, right? Those communication... Um, um, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, and uh, coaches don't want to spend that extra time 
unfortunately, uh, making making room for someone who doesn't speak uh, native English. So we'll see how that how that plays out. Um, but I could be completely wrong, and he could be a completely fine English speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know either. I'm sure he'll be practicing. Um, yeah. yeah, talk about the DBs some more. I know you were impressed with um, some more guys from um, OCU Manura and, and Uprise Academy. Well, yeah, definitely. Emmanuel was is, is my guy. Um, I love Emmanuel. I've spoken to him uh, lots of times, and his vert is unbelievable, 40 inches. And he's got a groin injury right now as well. It wasn't his best. Um, he was found uh, by Uprise, um, or Educational Basketball, sorry, two uh, great brothers who run that program out of Nigeria, Lagos. Um, but they found him uh, via an Instagram video of him dunking, just pulling off these windmill acrobatic dunks. <laughs> and he's so young um, and he's just so raw and he's such a great person as well. Um, and I really think that means something when it comes to the evaluation process, who they are as a person. And that's the same with all the Nigerian athletes, to be honest. They're all just like very humble, um, great guys. And the same with Paul as well. Paul was just a beast. I mean, he was like 6'2", around uh, a 4 or 5 flat. Uh, muscles everywhere, all in the right places. And he just looked very fluid. He's been playing flag football um, in Lagos uh, with the Lagos Marines, I think they're called. Love um, that. And, yeah, so that I think that translated well as far as like skill positions go, as DB, receiver, catching, change of direction. Those skills are very transferable. Um, how he fares in contact is another question. But I think those DBs are great. Um, we had a chance to chat to Emmanuel as well. Um, and yeah, this is how it went. So Emmanuel, great job today. How'd you feel it went? Uh, well, I'm good, it's okay. Well, it was my first experience though. So let's go more. Sure. sure. Um, what did it feel like for you to represent Uprise and educational basketball at this event? Man, trust me, trust me, trust me. This is like, all I think this. Like, this is really nice for me, man. I never believed I'd like be here. Normally, I, I was like, I never even believed I'd be here. Like last year, like, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be at home normally, like doing nothing, probably like playing in the street or something. But I'm actually glad um, educational basketball found me and also found me. Yeah. Really nice. Tell us about um, educational basketball. How you found American football in Nigeria? Oh, um, educational. Okay, they found me on Instagram. Yeah, um, they texted me come for um, a scrimmage. So I got there, they tested me, did some videos, then I started training with them. Then we went to Abuja for an opera camp. Then I got selected to go to Ghana for the um, Africa, NFL Africa camp. Then I got selected to come here. Very cool. Um, so when did you start uh, getting into football? January. January? <laughs> wow, quick turnaround and now you're here. Yeah. How does it feel? It must have been a whirlwind. Really good, honestly. Honestly, really good. Amazing. So you had a crew of guys that you've been training with. What have you guys been doing in London? How have you guys been supporting each other? Man, actually we just support each other, man. It's, it's like during the 40 yard year, we cheer each other up. Even when we were at different stations, like just keep shouting at each other, yeah? Just like keep the, the spirit together. Sounds good. Thanks, Emmanuel. Thank yeah, and another one of the Uprise guys, or two of the Uprise that really uh, impressed me were um, CJ and uh, Chisholm. Um, I'm again not going to try and pronounce their surnames because I'll butcher them terribly. Uh, but Alex, I know you were a big fan of CJ. Um, I know you followed him when he won. He won the MVP, right, of the of the NFL Africa camp. That's right. CJ um, looks the part. I mean, uh, if he was walking around a college campus in the states, you would think uh, this guy's starting left tackle on the on the on the team. He he looks like uh, he belongs 
on the field. Like he was born to play football. Uh, and as soon as, you know, we started looking up some of these guys, he was a name that jumped out. You know, the NFL had men mentioned him winning uh, offensive MVP for the NFL Africa camp in Ghana. Um, he's six foot six. They listed him at 315 pounds. Uh, it looks good on him. He does not look fat. He was lean. He moved well. Um, apparently at the camp in Ghana, he had a 35 inch vertical, which is outstanding for an offensive lineman. Um, yeah, uh, in the drills, you know, you think a guy like that with, who's really not played much football, he would be kind of uncertain and his footwork would be off. He, he looked good in the drills. He looked fluid. Um, and him, like many of these guys from the uprise camp, uh, they're former basketball players. They're big guys who played basketball because they're tall, but they have broad shoulders and they're just meant to be playing a different sport, I think personally. And, uh, um, yeah, we caught up with CJ. Uh, he brought a great energy to the conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, great. I'm here with CJ. CJ, yeah. how was today? How did it feel to be out here competing? Um, I won't call it a competition though, but, but I feel good. I feel fired up. Like I went out. I went all out. So, yeah, I went all out. We saw you yelling and um, supporting your teammates. Yeah. What was you know, the energy you brought? You know, um, football is a team sport. So if you can do it in combine, I don't think you can you can you can bring the same energy to the game. So for me, supporting them is supporting me. You get so that's that's probably everything. Absolutely. Um, you're here with a large group of guys from Nigeria. What's yep. it been like um, supporting each other, being at the combine together? Okay. Um, you know when, when when we left Nigeria, um, for me, I didn't even believe that. I everything was like a dream. You get so, but, but having those guys by my side, um, I'll just say I'm blessed because it isn't easy. Many people try doing it and they were left out. You get so having those guys like I'm I'm one of the blessed niggas. I mean, sorry for the end word though. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um, can you talk a little bit about what it felt like to have the NFL come to Africa and do the camp in Ghana with OCM Mura? Yeah, Osio Minura, I would say he's a blessing to Nigeria. Yeah, so, um, okay, let me give you back history. Um, you know what? When, when, he, when he first came, uh, I don't think that, I don't think that um, he think that that would happen. Even me too, I didn't even, I didn't even believe that I can be, um, I can be playing right now. If you ask me in January, where will I be by now? I won't tell you it's UK. You get so, so but Osi made that happen. You understand? So that's why he's a blessing to Nigeria. Like, like the sport now in um, football. Is, is growing fast in Nigeria, so and that we have to give it up to him. He's, he's a legend. Now, not 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 only in the, in, the, in the NFL, but even back home, he's giving back to the community, and that's just awesome, man. Like like that's good. I want to be like him sometime, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, how did you discover football? Were you playing basketball before? What was yeah. your athletic background? Yeah. Yep. Okay. When I was five, I played soccer. Then, then when I started growing, I think um, when I started growing um, big, so they, they kicked me off the soccer team. I have to try for basketball. I started playing basketball till I was 18. It, uh, till I was 20. Um, January, then uh, March, this March, then um, 
AJK Ogbaja, I don't know if you know him, he's an ex, uh, NBA player. He, he said I should come out and try for for, for soccer. I was like, oh, shit, we don't play that in Nigeria. He just said I should just come and try. I tried out, because he liked me, he picked me. We, got, we went to Ghana and we played. We, we, we came to UK now and it's been a journey, but, but it's all worth it. Yeah, it's worth Very cool. And yeah. lastly, what do you think of your performance out here today? Um, I I know that I have I have enough space for growth, so so I would say I gave my best. Um, but even though it's not enough, I know, I know it's I, I know it's my best though. Yeah, I give my best. I laid it out on the field, but and I know there's room for improvement. So I'll just say I I did my best. And uh, any advice for? Anyone looking to get into American football in Nigeria or all over the world? Yeah, my advice is just don't look back. Just do your thing. Be you. Be yourself, okay? Yeah, so that's it. Perfect. Thanks, Thank CJ. You. Thank you very much. Sir. Another offensive lineman um, from Nigeria and from the Uprise Academy was Chisholm. Uh, I first saw Chisholm as soon as we walked in. He was running the 40-yard dash, and I thought, who is this big guy? Because uh, he was moving, had his head down. Uh, you know, maybe not the best running technique, but he was giving it his all. And um, he's just built like a Coke machine. I mean, he, uh, very impressive uh, physique. I think he could be a great uh, guard or center um, on somebody's team. Uh, and he had a great energy as well. He talked about the whole experience and how the game is growing in his home country. Um, he, like CJ, is a former basketball player who is now addicted to the gym. So um, hope you guys enjoy the conversation with Chisholm. So Chisholm, you're here. Uh, how, did, how did it go today? Hey, it was mad. It was mad, but I kept my expectations high. I never let my spirit down. And, and I'm just happy that, yeah, I pushed through and I, I got to the finish line, man. Perfect. I'm feeling all high and strong and staying positive, yeah. Very cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about your football background coming from Nigeria. When did you discover the sport? Okay, um, I discovered football, say, 2015. That was um, when I went for a basketball camp, not really for the football ball. I met someone who introduced me to football. So, but then I wasn't really playing, so just drills and, you know, workouts. Got to watch clips and watch videos and just do my workouts as an O-line tackle. Uh, until last year, I'm um, sorry, this year, I was opportunity to, to get into the camp that OC has made for us available in Africa. And uh, lucky enough to make it through to Ghana, and from Ghana, yeah, made it through to this place. And I believe that will be sparring, we'll be going here to the NFL from here. So that's been my journey. Very cool. Um, can you tell us about the camp in Ghana with OCM and Euro? What was that experience like seeing the NFL kind of come to Africa? Yeah, man, it was, it was, when we first heard about it, it was like, it was like a dream, yeah. But seeing it come to life, being yeah. present in it, man, it was like, wow, so dreams could come true. It's a big thing for us because here in, in, in Africa, we only know soccer we only know even the basketball is not that um, strong so we all know soccer but bringing now the nfl football to africa man it's, it's another whole level man it's a big thing gradually gradually man we're going to make it strong there yeah it's a good thing for us a big one very cool we really appreciate that really appreciate that so you're part of a large group of guys from Nigeria at this event. Sure. How have you guys been spending time together in London and supporting each other throughout this? 
Yeah. yeah, well, I would say it's it's a good one because um, we got opportunity to meet diverse um, ethnic, ethnic, ethnic group, say racial groups. We met guys from France, we met guys from the UK. So mixing in and blending, man, it was a good one. It was a good one, not just the way you always see your brother, the black, the food. Now you you have this opportunity to meet other racial groups and we're fitting in like we're one because we have one particular goal in our minds and then we came out here we're supporting each other like we're from the same home so that's the spirit here man that's pretty i'm so happy about that very cool well good luck now um shifting from uh the talent we saw coming from nigeria let's bring it back to a league that you covered very intensely this summer the elf we had a young star in the elf in attendance today what did you think of the spaniard alejandro fernandez's performance yeah, he was someone that I was really excited to see. Um, he exploded onto the scene this year, played for the Barcelona Dragons, didn't do too well last year as a team. And this year he just, yeah, as I said, exploded. Um, I think he was the third highest in the league in sacks. Absolute monster. Um, one of the best European D-linemen out there. Just, yeah, just a menace on, on defence. He ran well, he moved well. The only issue was, where does he fit? Do you know what I mean? Um, great player in Europe, but can that translate to to North America, where he's six foot two, I believe, six foot two, I believe, and two hundred and thirty pounds or something like that? And it's like, are you a big linebacker? Are you a small defensive end? What are you? Um, and I think that might hurt him in the evaluation process. But what will help him is that he's just a baller. He's a great player. And he's so young, so humble as well. I think he's only twenty one, twenty two years old. So. Interesting to see uh, what the future holds for him in Europe and potentially North America. I think if he doesn't make it this year, I think he's got space maybe in the CFO, that smaller body. Um, mm -hmm. End in, in the CFO if, if that CFO comma works out for him. But yeah, uh, we managed to chat to him as well and it was a great interview and a really um, um, humbling experience. Hey Alejandro, um, how was today for you? How, how would you rate your performance? It was amazing. I have a lot of fun. I think I did a good performance. Uh, I'm happy with where I perform and that's important. Very cool. Um, what's it like for you to represent Spain here at this event? It could be, it's amazing, you know, to have the opportunity to inspire the Spanish kids and Spanish people to get a little step up, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah how do you feel the game is growing in Spain? Bro, it's amazing. Like, uh, since the ELF start, we are having more professional program like Dragons and all the football is growing up in Spain. Very cool. And um, how did you enjoy your season with Barcelona? I mean, you were a standout player of this season in the ELF. It was amazing. I I didn't expect that I will do that job, you know. I performed uh, a lot of good like I didn't expect. But it was a sad moment, you know, in the semifinals with that lost. I feel good, you know. I'm happy with my performance and that's important. Very cool. Thanks, Alejandro. Thank you too. Yeah, were there any more standouts for you, Alex? Yes, there was one more guy that really stood out to me um, athletically, which is uh, Tyrese Johnson Fisher. Um, you might know the name. He was a former viral rugby star whose highlands went crazy back in the day. Um, and he actually was invited to the Under Armour All-American game as the first ever international player. Um, since then, he kind of bounced around some colleges in the U.S. and actually ended up playing in the European League of Football this summer. 
if only for a brief moment. Um, so his kind of on-field stuff uh, leaves a little bit to be desired, to be honest, but he is a great athlete, and he showed that on Tuesday. Um, great burst. He looks like an NFL running back, 5'10", 220. Um, he ran into four fives is what we heard on official. Um, and yeah, he looks smooth. He caught the ball well, ran good routes out of the backfield. Um, and yeah, I think he's a guy to watch for. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked if he doesn't get an invite to Arizona. I agree. I agree. I think it's hard to ignore that level of athleticism, that level of raw athleticism. Um, again, though, how the scouts will view his history is another question. He's still super young. I think anything to worry about that. He's only 23 years old, I believe. But it's how do they evaluate his time in America? He said he's been there twice already. Um, how do they evaluate his time in Elf? But maybe, yeah, you, it's hard to ignore that athleticism, as we said. Yeah, looking from the outside in, um, yeah, so he never really played football. Then he showed up at a Division I um, and redshirted. I mean, that's sort of to be expected. You never played. Uh, then he spent one year at a junior college and was sort of splitting time. I know he got injured as well. Um, but, uh, you know, and then the ELF, he had one really great game as a debut, it seemed like. Uh, and then, um, you know, we've heard some things about the situation um, in different teams abroad. But, uh, yeah, he, after four games, he was no longer with the team. And, uh, yeah, wish him the best now. And, uh Give Me Sport actually caught up with him. So thank you, Give Me Sport, for letting us use this interview. Um, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Give Me Sport here with Tyrese Johnson-Fisher. Tyrese, how do you think you did today? Today, mix of emotions. I guess just being here, living my dream is, is the best part of it. I feel like some things I'm ultra happy with, some things definitely improvement. But just to be here, you know, being with such amazing athletes and now being able to showcase my talents to, to the NFL, you know, that's what you wish for as a kid. You say you showcase your talents. You've had a uh, had a couple of chances to make it in the sport of American football. Obviously, you played with Coastal Carolina. You uh, were read to the high school America All-Star game a couple of years ago. Do you see this an event like this as something of a second chance for yourself to prove that you do still have the ability to make it in the, in the NFL and in the sport? In my opinion, this is my first chance. I'm only 23. So, really and truly, everything has all been leading to this moment. Uh, I feel like everything I've done before has been an experience. Everything I've done before has been a learning curve. Some things I feel like... Yeah, um, you know, now we've got to that moment where we are being seen by the people we want to be seen by. So this for me is a first chance um, at the professional level to get to the highest level. So I'm hoping that I took my chance today. I'm, I think I did okay and it, it's not down to me, so. That's fair. Now, you, you're a, now you, you're a man of many times. You've also played rugby as well. How do you think that the skills that you have in the game of rugby help translate into your, into your American football career? I guess it's just instincts. A lot of it is instincts. A lot of it is knowing how to beat a man one-on-one. -on -one. That's my bread and butter. I'm somebody where, as a winger in rugby or, or a fullback or outside centre, now you're having to beat somebody one-on-one -on -one in American football as a running back. You have to beat somebody one-on-one. -on -one. You're getting in between tackles and it's how much can I manipulate you with my mind and my body for me to take advantage. So that's just what I think is very, very similar for sure. Now you started off your career with the London Warriors, is that correct? Yes, um, I never got the chance to play for them when I was young. I just got to train with them. Okay. Um, and then, but then going to the Under Armour America game was the first actual organised game that I've ever played in. So. But is there any message you want to give out to London Warriors and you know particularly British youth American football players? Just sort of inspire them and so say, how do they get to this stage? You know, one day in the future. In my opinion, there is so much talent. 
all that matters is that the talent seen because if you compare and i've seen it firsthand if you compare the talent that we have in london compared to america there is so many guys out here that can be seen it's just it's for some of us to make sure you know like guys like fa christian ways he's just finished american football but it's for us to show these guys that you know there is a pathway um, you know there is there is the talent but then it's making sure that guys from the uk are putting absolutely everything in because it's not easy out there you know, we are trying to do something that they've been doing their entire lives. This stuff isn't second nature to us. So it's making sure that as Brits, we're doing the extra. We're doing the more we're, we're really becoming obsessed with the sport. Because the more we're obsessed with it, the better we get, the much, up, the much more, I wouldn't say easier, but we actually have the opportunity to be able to showcase our skills. So when the opportunity comes, then we can take the opportunity. Luck and preparation, that's what, that's what it is. So. That's perfect. Thanks very much and good Thank luck. Daniel, uh, so a few guys uh, were back for their second time that you had to, got to watch a second time, actually, at the NFL International Combine. Um, who, who caught your eye and who seemed to have improved from uh, year one to year two? I think the two linebackers, uh, Emmanuel Falola and Jay Albert Jackson, neither made uh, the cut last year, unfortunately. But I think regardless of what happens, they have to be proud of their performance. I think Emmanuel looked way more explosive. Um, I don't I don't have his times off the top of my head because uh, they weren't released, but I know he looked, he looked 10 times better going over the bags, changed direction, uh, burst, explosion was just, yeah, much better. Um, boy, looks great. Looks like an NFL linebacker, uh, big up top, maybe a little bit um, slim down bottom, but still a great athlete. Um, played some more football this year, so I think he, he stands a good shot making it. And Jay Albert uh, Jackson, for me, he's one of my favourites because I've known him for a while as well, and he's, he's just a really nice guy. Um, but he shaved like 0.3 seconds off his 40-yard dash. Um, he increased his vert, he increased his bench, he increased his broad. Everything quite significantly. Um, so I think for him, he's, he's put his best foot forward and he can only be proud of that. So those are some of the return guys I was really, really um, impressed by this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at what Jay posted about his uh, stats here. Uh, 4-8-40, 1-5, 10-yard split, 7-3, uh, Three cone, broad jump, nine foot seven, vertical, thirty five and a half. It's pretty, pretty solid stuff. Um, especially when you look back at his 21, 2021 numbers. Somebody got to sign Jay Jackson, man. Get him out of London and Bafa, please. <laughs> yeah, he he needs to get on a good team because I don't think he's had a a good shot either. He played for the London Blitz this year. They weren't a good team. I think it's the first time they missed the playoffs in years I think that, that organization's yeah. uh, rebuilding now um play for the Stuttgart surge before that he's playing like o-line and d lineman um before that he played quite a low level of football in the uk so yeah i just think he needs a development year in a, in a decent league and i'm i'm sure that this will get him that i hope it gets him that i hope his performance at the nfl ipp gets him another shot at playing european football absolutely um yeah, looking at some guys that got the callback for this year, uh, one guy I had my eye on was John Levy Cruz from the Hamburg Sea Devils, uh, Kevin Forte's teammate. Uh, he's a fullback. He's a tight end. He plays tight end for Hamburg. Uh, he's a little bit short to play NFL tight end, I would imagine. Um, I think he'd have to play fullback in the NFL. Uh, but he looked pretty good uh, in the fullback drills. I don't know his testing numbers, but... Uh, I can't imagine he tested that well because his season ended two weeks before 
the combine, which is a, just tough for those guys. Um, but he, he still looked good. I mean, he was moving around well. He caught the ball well. Um, he wasn't featured in Hamburg's offense very much, uh, but he's a good blocker. You can see that on the ELF tape. Um, and one thing that's interesting is he did get a call from the Canadian Football League this spring, and he turned it down to play in the ELF. Uh, so um, interesting move. And, and part of that decision was that he stated was, uh, I'd rather play in the ELF and keep chasing the NFL international pathway. So um, I hope John gets invited to Arizona. I, I think he will, to be honest. Um, he could be a fullback in the NFL, especially there's no more fullbacks. I mean, uh, it could be a niche, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, he, he stood out to me as a, uh, as a player coming back for a second year. Yeah, no, I think, as you said, he looks great. He looks really good. He takes care of himself. Um, he, he trains for what he does. Like you can see he's, he's a, he's a craftsman, you know, he's, he's going through his drills in the correct way. He's got good footwork, good hand placement, good aggression. Like as you said, he's a good blocker. And I think that'll go a long way with the selection process. I think the way he looks, but again, as you said, where does he fit in? I think that's the question. You, you're not really sure where he fits in, um, which might be, yeah, unfavorable for him going forward. But, and the CFL thing is another question. I think lots of people have an opinion on that. Um, yeah. Me personally, I didn't really agree with it. Not that it's for me to agree or disagree with, but yeah, if your goal is to play the highest level of football possible, surely you play CFL as opposed to ELF because it's a high level of football. Um, but he did what he did and now he's at IPP, so I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it is worth noting uh, AO Oyola uh, from, went to the NFL IPP, then spent a year in Canada, now he's on the Jaguars for a second chance. Um, so people have taken that route. Um, it seemed to work well for him. I'd imagine uh, if you're going to be on the practice roster uh, in somewhere, CFL would be the best before the NFL. But, you know, who knows? It's his life. Um, yeah. Uh, I know, you, Daniel, you saw some big boys moving out there. Big. From down big under. From boys. The big from boys from down under. <laughs> they were large. They were so big. And I don't know anything about them. I I know I don't know if you know much about. We tried to do some research on them, but they're just mysteries, right? They're they're professional or ex-professional rugby players, but they were huge. They were just huge men, um, just in every way. I think a lot of them were like uh, uh, Pacific Islanders uh, living either in New Zealand or Australia. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I know like the genes there are, are something crazy. Where you know, they produce these mammoth men. Um, so yeah, but they looked great in terms of just like physically. Their their build was just unbelievable. Yeah, these guys were total mysteries. Um, you know, if you are interested in the invites, we profiled every single invite on our website on American Football International. Um, but I have to say the profiles for these guys were quite thin. Uh, couldn't really get their heights and weights. Uh, some of them played rugby, <laughs> and I could find the team name, but really they were mysteries. But uh and they were intriguing mysteries for sure. Uh, these guys were huge. They moved well. Um, and I think the rugby guys uh, are attractive to coaches because they're tough, they're physical, and they're relatively versatile. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, we've spoken about this before, but I just think I think the one downside for rugby players is pad level. Mm. Um, I think pad level is, is, so, is so different and crucial. Um, and the way you attack the ball and contact in rugby and American football is so, so different. Um, but yeah, 
I think they look great, and I think they stand a great chance just based on their size. Um, and they've played competitive sport before. Absolutely. So in December, at some point, we'll see the NFL take, uh, I think last year they took 12, the year before maybe 10. I'm guessing they'll take between 10 to 15 guys to Arizona uh, to LaCharles Bentley's training facility and get them ready for their pro day in March. And then we should see four or more in the NFL. Uh, Daniel, any last thoughts on this uh, experience in the NFL International Combine as a whole. No, I just, I just, I just love it. I think IP. I think last year and this year, if you like, I say if you go on the website, we cover it extensively. We both, uh, me and Alex, both cover it extensively, and it's just one of my one of my highlights of the year. I think it's just such an enjoyable experience, purely because of the sudden changes that it puts on these young men um, in a very, very, very good way. I think the Nigerian guys, as you heard in the interviews before, spoke about it. They couldn't even believe they were going from Ghana to London to these combines or Lagos to London, these combines, you know. And it's the same with the European guys, right? They, they go from playing in the German Football League, the European Football League, to training at a high-performance facility in America and then potentially putting on NFL pants and NFL jersey, being an NFL locker room. And I, anyone who's played football knows the significance of, of that and, and how just kind of, yeah, just life-changing it can be. And, and it's a dream come true for all these young men. And so I'm really excited for the four guys that do make it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening and until next time.